All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another fun-filled episode of the Fresh Brains Podcast. Uh, with you, as always, I'm your host, Scott. And I'm Brian. But I'm also Brian. Who said that? There's an echo of Brian's. <laughs> I was I was actually kind of hoping that when I did that, you guys wouldn't know who to who should speak first, and you'd maybe say it at the same time, and it would have been just this awesome moment where the internet would have just broken. But well, yeah, we can deal with what do we it got. again. No, but yeah, it requires editing. I'm is, I'm not. Is it like Time Cop? Like two Brian's can occupy the same space. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, back to the future. Don't interact with each other or we might have problems, but uh, destroy the universe. Yeah, right? I, think it's, I think it's okay since we're not totally made up of fermions, right? Are you guys secretly like each other's like grandpas or something weird? Is it... Yeah, it's like Terminator. Oh, all right. Well, now it makes sense. All right. So, yeah, we're uh, we're here. We're back. Brian is has returned uh, after his absence last week um and we decided since since we went a whole week without a brian the only way to compensate for that is to have multiple brians so um <laughs> we've, yeah. we've now got the, the two brian show this is gonna um, get real confusing <laughs> oh boy um yeah and in, in all actuality brian wolford um you know, this is a good friend of mine that, we, you know, we've done podcasts before in the past and was listening to one of our previous episodes and had suggested the movie title for tonight, said that he was really hoping that uh, new Brian had not, had not seen it yet. And the more we discussed, we knew he, he hadn't and thought, well, if you're that excited, why don't you just jump on and be a guest host yourself? So here we are. Well, so, you keep bringing Noah on, and then me and Doug don't get any invites. I had to push my <laughs> way onto the show. Yeah, spoiler alert, you don't have to push too hard. <laughs> Doug's Dude. really offended he hasn't been approached yet. So, Oh, is he? Uh-oh. So you should never invite him. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm surprised that he even knows the show exists, because, you know, has he has he listened to it at all? I have no idea, but... Oh no! I know he listened to the Halloween episode because I was expecting him to um, be the first one to to bitch at Brian for not liking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm surprised I didn't get more flack from that, given what I now know about that movie. <laughs> so, Wolford, what's what was your suggestion here? What what movie are we doing tonight? Uh, well, I didn't know if he's big on zombie movies or not, but if if you are or you aren't, I mean, you should uh, have seen Return of the Living Dead at some point. No, I don't hasn't. think so. Yeah. It hasn't. We have to correct that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it was on the list. It, it was going to happen at some point. Um, I'm glad that this kind of pushed it a little bit sooner because, yeah, it's it's. I, as you know, we try not to bias or, or give our opinions early on, but it's impossible with this one. Return of the Living Dead is a phenomenal movie. <laughs> so is this the, this is the sequel to Night of the Living Dead or? Um, yes. Kind of. Mark. <laughs> so Brian, you probably know the trivia of this more fluently than I do. Do you want to try to explain 
where this right. came from. Sure, so, no problem. No, uh, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah go for it. <laughs> I would love to hear his explanation. Yeah, I would too. Well, well so when a director and a mommy want to have a baby. <laughs> no, no, you'll jump in, jump in, other Brian. <laughs> <laughs> they love each other very much. <laughs> uh, so uh, you guys did Night of Living Dead, didn't you? Trying yeah, to remember. first episode. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was great. So George Romero and John Russo were the two sort of minds behind Night of the Living Dead. Okay. And I don't know. I I've heard different stories. One of them is that George Romero and John Russo sort of had a falling out after Night of the Living Dead. And so they decided to split the rights essentially to Night of the Living Dead as far as like making anything else. Um, so Romero went on to make his uh, dead movies, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, etc. And then John Russo kind of held off for a while and was trying to get something going, but it took a long time. But then when, uh, as a producer, he finally did get something together, it spawned uh, Return of the Living Dead. So yes. in a way, yes, this is a sequel again question mark once you watch the movie it may make a little bit more sense yeah there's there's definitely references to night of the living dead um it's not considered as much of a sequel as as dawn and day and you know the the romero series but you know i always kind of took it as they they had different opinions on where they wanted the franchise to go also because Romero had always kept the movies, you know, very serious, very, I guess, dark, you know, but um, this movie without, you know, giving too much away has much more of a um, comedic appeal to it. Um, it's the, the effects are great. You know, it's, it's still a, a perfectly good horror, you know, zombie movie, but there, but there's definitely some, some humor uh, thrown throughout. So, I always kind of thought like they saw it as just like two different opinions of, of where they wanted it to go. And yeah, like Brian, I don't know the full details of, of the, what the falling out was, but you know, I heard there was a falling out. I also heard that that wasn't true. They just, again, like you sort of said, just wanted to do different things. And mm-hmm. so who knows, but so regardless, yeah, uh, it is fact that they split the rights and right. sort of went and did their own thing. Yeah, so the the Romero movies all have the of the dead to them, and these are all you know of the living dead. But there's five total Return of the Living Dead movies. Um, Certainly, right? Which you know the I would say the first three are are watchable. After that, eh, <clears throat> enter with caution. Hmm. I think that's one of the longest. Is this the sequel answers I've ever heard of? <laughs> it, it might it might be <laughs> but so it's like a it's like a parallel sequel is it or is it just its own thing or no parallel watch it. Um, parallel. parallel although many years later because oh shit what year was dawn of the dead uh 76 yes yeah, and this was 78 this was you know early to mid 80s so it's you know after dawn of the dead so it wasn't like they were concurrently making their sequels but 78 yeah okay 
Okay. And then, so had, I guess, you know, Night of the Living Dead, from what I know, sort of changed horror, kind of, right? So is, I guess, the, does this movie sort of have more of that? It's sort of like, oh, horror is now different. Now we're going to make a sequel that takes advantage of what we now know is horror. Is that um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that this one is necessarily groundbreaking in any way. Like it's not breaking barriers in the same way Knight did. Um, but it definitely kind of created the genre. And or um, I, I Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't think of too many other like horror comedies before this. Like I'm sure there were some, but this was one of the first ones that really kind of blended those two subgenres together uh at least did it as, as successfully as it does specifically in the 80s hmm. right okay so yeah cool. that, that, that's a much more common thing now but at the time that was that was kind of a new new idea um yeah but okay so this is kind of like a horror comedy then or at least it has some comedy blended into it right right interesting yeah, and I mean, I think that part of the reason that this has such a universal appeal is that it it kind of satisfies no matter what type of horror fan you are, because it's also got, you know, some uh, amazing gore. Um, but, you know, I, I think one of the things that you'll like about this, Brian, is, you know, as you've mentioned in past episodes, that you you really appreciate the practical effects Um I have a hard time thinking of too many movies that does much better than this. Um, mm. you know, there, there definitely are, but you know, that's one of the things that always just stands out in my head when I think about return of the living dead is just how good some of the zombies and some of the practical effects in this movie are. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I appreciated the practical effects in night of the living dead. Right. Uh, any like good. What's that? What'd you say? Oh, sorry. I was saying that I, I really appreciated the practical effects in Night of the Living Dead. I think I remember them like there's a guy eating actual raw liver or something. Creeped the crap out of me. Yeah, and this goes a lot more in terms of just the way the zombies look. It's not just guys in suits walking around, you know, aimlessly. Um, the zombies themselves look very, very cool. Um, but... Yeah, any other like fun trivia, non-spoilery that's worth throwing out to him, Brian, before we get started? Uh, not at the moment, but you just have to ask him one question. Brian, do you want a party? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want a party. Then you're in the right place. Hell yeah. All right, then I say let's just keep this short and sweet, and we'll uh, go grab some popcorn and be back in a couple of minutes with our fresh thoughts on Return of the Living Dead. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. 
All right. Well, other than some technical difficulties, uh, what'd you think, Brian? <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, not quite what I was expecting, I guess. I was I was pretty focused on uh, Night of the Living Dead, and this was uh, this was definitely a different type of movie <laughs> but yeah, i could see that i could see that being weird if you i mean i'm guessing most people saw this not knowing the connection to night of the living dead which might have mm-hmm. drastically changed your opinion yeah i don't know i mean i still i still thought it was fun i um i think it's a good movie to sort of watch with friends it's not 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 super serious so it's it's pretty funny, especially the poor little split dog zombie. Aww, that was, it's so sad, but so, <laughs> so fun. Sad. And man, I think I mentioned this like a billion times during the movie, but Frank was the best in this movie. I loved him. <laughs> he was my most favorite. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. And I think the, uh, the practical effects were pretty fun. I really liked them. And, uh, yeah, overall, super fun. I was I was expecting something super serious, I guess, but uh, yeah, no, I liked it. I thought it was a cool one. Yeah, the practical effects are some of the best. Like I said before, um, like I just I love most of the zombies that are in this. You know, Tarman is is classic. The half dog is great, and I I think one of my favorites though is the you know half woman corpse that's on the table talking to them <laughs> just writhing around like you can see her spine moving it's that was creepy she's so good <laughs> yeah i really should get like some sort of a halloween decoration like that that'd be great yeah yeah it probably wouldn't be too hard to rig something up like that you're an engineer you can figure that shit out uh, i guess i probably could but uh yeah no it was good it was uh it was creepy Ugh. You thought it was creepy? It was, I think the the little the half half woman puppet was pretty creepy. Puppets creepy yeah. out as Scott knows. She she was pretty creepy. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was funny. A lot of laughs. I I didn't expect to laugh so much. There are a lot of very quotable lines from this movie. The what's it? What's, Son, do you like your job? Like this job. <laughs> <laughs> Bite your tongue if you like this job. It's not an outfit. It's a way of life. This is a way of life. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I guess it's the only zombie movie where there's one character totally naked, pretty much, for, like, at least 50% of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, she puts a a vest back on at one point, but then it comes back off. (laughs) Immediately, pretty much. So... That was interesting. And the prosthetic thing, that was creepy. Weird. (laughs) Yeah, we had to explain to Brian that the producers are like, well, she can't just have her vagina out for the whole movie, so we're going to have to cover that up. (laughs) Just put a flesh-colored prosthesis over it. And, like, everybody's just, like, looks at it. It's like, what the hell? She's like a Barbie doll. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little weird. What's going on? They made it worse. Yeah, it draws so much more attention to it. It's super weird. It's like David Bowie's codpiece in Labyrinth. Like, you just can't not look. (laughs) I haven't, I don't think I've seen Labyrinth, by the way. Um, 
Yeah, but I guess that's not a horror movie per se. No, it's just a must-see. All right, I'll add it to the list. <laughs> There's horrific elements. You could you could cheat it probably. Yeah. <laughs> dark Dark Crystal, I, I think, would be a little bit more appropriate. But oh, I've seen the Dark Crystal. Weird story about the Dark Crystal. I watched it when I was really really young. Like oh, I don't that, remember that how... might have scarred you. Yeah, and so I would always have these weird dreams like once in a while. Like sometimes you get recurring dreams. And it was so long ago that I wasn't sure if it was real or not. But then I rewatched it like a year ago. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> but super fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, we've had discussions or I've had discussion with fr- with friends about whether Dark Crystal is actually appropriate for kids not appropriate for kids like who who it's made for (laughs) like it's not quite an adult movie not quite a kids movie like i don't know where it belongs but yeah you could probably fuck some kids up with that movie yeah i think i'm one of them yeah it's a weird one but yeah i love i loved that there was no cgi in this i thought that was great Mm -hmm. even the city blowing up at the end yeah the cartoon city. city That was funny, though. I mean, if you're going to I had a feeling that the guy was just going to take all the information and then nuke them or something. And then they did. (laughs) So it was humorous. You were pretty much ahead of the game on some of this. Like it gets to the point where we got the initial uh, uh, body that they all chopped up and they're going to burn it. And you were just like, oh, it's going to get in the smoke. And that's exactly (laughs) what happened. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I think that's one of my one of, one of the problems I have watching movies. I'm always trying to predict what's going to happen next, and so I spoil things for myself. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Mm, there, there's your homework. Uh, Brian has come up with some movies that he can watch that are just unspoilable or un, unguessable. Mm. Oh yeah, that sounds great. I love those kind of movies. Yeah, so I think, you know, watching this one, see, well, so it's so hard to make the comparison now, too, because you've also never seen Dawn of the Dead. So you don't know, you know, the the Romero version of the sequel. I've Uh, seen the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I think I saw that. Yeah, that's not really the same thing. (laughs) No, it's kind of a remake in name only. Like, they both take place in a mall. That's about where it ends. Um, but you know, the tone of Dawn of the Dead is, is much different than this. You know, it's, it's like night, you know, it's, it's more dark, it's more serious. Like the, there's a couple scenes that are thrown in there for laughs, but it's more of like an uncomfortable humor than it is, you know, straight up comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, some of the biggest differences is Romero, you know, is more or less credited with creating, you know, the modern zombie and a lot of the like tropes that we associate with zombies he gets the credit for but it's interesting that there's a lot of stuff that comes from here too like like brian pointed out when we were watching like the the love for eating brains like that's that's from this (laughs) Mm -hmm. wait that's that originated with this movie yeah yeah really oh that's interesting yeah so i mean if you watched you know well when we watched tonight you know, they were eating flesh and, you know, all the different organs. But this was the first one where it was zombies are specifically trying to get to the brain. 
That's so interesting. I didn't know there was one movie that was like the progenitor of that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And there's a lot of other things that this movie kind of originated that I don't think stuck around so much. But, you know, the idea of the the smart zombie is definitely, you know, th- this movie and, and not so much a Romero thing. Mm-hmm. There's one or two zombies in the Romero franchise that are a little bit smarter. They figure out how to use tools and have their, I guess they kind of react to situations more so than just mindlessly walking around. But here, you know, they're, they're clearly intelligent, you know, they're communicating. Send more cops. Yeah. Send more cops, (laughs) send more paramedics. Um, They have an entire conversation with the, the half woman on the table and she explains what it's like to be a zombie, you know, so it's not a, they're just mindless shambling things walking around. Like they're, they're intelligent. The tar man, you know, rigged up that whole pulley chain system so that he could rip the door off the locker. Like they're, they're very smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They used uh, one of the things that was kind of, uh, I don't know if this is a very interesting comment, but they used nudity just like nudity was, I mean, so night of the living dead, right. One of the zombies was like a naked woman right? Which was mm-hmm. totally unheard of. And when they showed it, it was like horrific. I remember thinking, oh my God, you know? And I guess, I guess they sort of used nudity in this one too. Like, but they used it, they like really, really used it. They, yeah, they that, did. That, that <laughs> one chick, it's, it goes from uh, like the one, that one chick with the red hair, it, she like goes from being sort of sexy, kind of crazy, and then like annoying. So it was like annoying nudity, and then the prosthetics <laughs> is adding to that. And then, you know, she's like a zombie, so it's like creepy nudity. And then they got to the half woman, and then it was like, oh yeah, let's give the half woman nipples, and that was really creepy and awful. Yeah. I love when it popped up, and you're like, oh, it's got nipples. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like really creeped me out. I was like, oh, saggy granny tits. Uh, yeah, this was a weird one. This was a strange one. I might, I might have to make a friend watch this, although it might be too gory. Yeah, actually, it might be too gory for one of my friends. Your friend's not gore hounds? No, hates gore, hates gore. I think I'm the only one who can really stand gore of my friends. But, uh, well, I guess you guys count as my friends. And Scott introduced me to probably one of the cringiest, goriest movies I've ever seen. Ugh, found. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Brian Brian did that to me. Yep, I'm the one who showed it to Scott. So. Oh my god. That movie that movie fucks. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh Brian Wolford, like since this was your recommendation, what what are some of your favorite things from this movie? What do you love uh, about it? So- well, the nudity doesn't hurt. Linnea Quigley's always a welcome sight in any horror movie. <laughs> um, the uh, send more cops and more paramedics is always a hit. Yeah. Uh, and the tar man. 
Tar Man's the best zombie ever put on film, and I'll fight anybody that says differently. Yeah, it, it's funny because I, I agree with you, and it's it's funny how I'm sad toward the end of the movie when he gets his head knocked off because I'm right? like, oh no, <laughs> no more Tar Man. I know. <laughs> yeah, you guys really seem to love Tar Man. Oh, I think he's I think he's great looking. It's such a cool effect, like the way he is so lanky. I mean, it's almost like he reminds me of a marin- marionette. Like yeah. just the way he is posed and, and moves, but he still has a fluidity with his movement. Um, but just the, the skin melting off of him. I don't know. It's, it's great. Like it's, it's so yeah. cool. He did miss kind of a big scene with Tarman. He kills that suicide guy. Got yeah. A little, I, a little I, glitchy on our side. But, uh, yeah, I think I'd love, I think one of the nice things about practical yeah, effects. Yeah, too bad. Like, I don't know why the internet was being such a dick. Yeah, it was being a real dick this time. But uh, but I think I still sort of got enough. Like, I think one of the things that makes Tarman so, like, gross is he's not just, like, a marionette. He's, like, a smart marionette that's, like, wet and gooey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like CGI can't do wet and gooey the way, like, wet and goo can do. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. It was creepy. Yeah, and I think from some of the trivia, like, he's, so he's the zombie that crawled out of the the trioxin canister. Mm -hmm. So that means that he was also one of the zombies from Night of the Living Dead. Huh. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The the event that Night of the Living Dead is based off of. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love the credit scene too. Like when, because the movie goes for quite a while before the opening credits start. Yeah. But then when they kick in and the the music starts up and it, love the, the, music. the canister is broken and it just shows it's it's almost like the um, the Nazi from Raiders of the Lost Ark when the Ark is opened. Like oh, just yeah. watching his face melt. It's so so cool. Yeah, that was cool. Melting face. Yeah, I just like uh, I think Practical Effects does like gooey, melty things way better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I do enjoy that. You know, because of this show, we've definitely turned Brian on to Practical Effects. I don't know if <laughs> you heard the episode recently where he made that claim that he's like, yeah, he's like, I just love. He's like, I hate CGI now, or is this something that he said? <laughs> we've converted another one. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't expect that to be one of the takeaways from doing this podcast with you, Scott. I didn't realize how much I would come to hate CGI these days. It makes such a difference. And especially from like a certain era, like the early 2000s, late 90s, when they were really starting to play with it, it just doesn't age well. And yeah. with with few exceptions, it's almost always just bad <laughs> yeah. yeah so and, and not that all practical effects are always good too i mean there's there's plenty of shitty puppets out there too but you know but i feel like shitty puppets almost make it better anyway there's there's a fun aspect to it <laughs> yeah. yes because you're like look how shitty that is that's great right 100 percent. There, there was you can tell there was money and effort and care that went into that versus 
somebody who spent you know 10 minutes with a computer than made something that looked shitty it's like well you have no excuse (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that was one of the interesting things about this like it was like creepy and funny and i think the prosthetics or not the maybe not the prosthetics but like some of the puppets sort of made that bridge like tarman was creepy and gross and disgusting but he also had sort of like a cartoonish face almost you know what i mean so he was like funny gross in my mind and so was the half woman she was kind of funny gross but then some of the like people with the makeup all covered in mud those were like really creepy zombie eat you to death scenes um so another question that i think this you know would would creates and it would be an interesting topic is because i i don't think you and i have done too many horror comedies but how do you feel about that as a genre now um because i i think it's kind of a polarizing topic and there's a lot of horror fans i know that don't appreciate horror comedy and don't think it blends others you know this is one of their favorite subgenres so how do you feel about the two together? Um, I mean, I think I'm a little picky about it for some reason. Um, like I really, I liked this one. I liked, um, I think I, I, I think I watched Night of the Living, not Night of the Living Dead, but the, what's the one where he goes into the cabin and like the moose laughs at him? Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead. Yeah, I watched. I watched. I liked Evil Dead, and I think I liked Evil Dead Two, but it's been a long time since I've seen that one. So I thought those were really funny, but then some of them aren't so funny, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which I watched with you, Scott. Mm-hmm. That's funny if you've got like a bunch of people, I think, and you're kind of like making fun of it the whole time. And it's it's got some funny scenes in it and enjoyable, but it's not like the kind of movie that I would sit down and watch by myself. No, and that one is different. Like I would almost not call attack of the killer tomatoes a horror movie like it's it's a it's a comedy and it's a bad movie but barely (laughs) horror does jack frost count as horror (laughs) comedy oh sure sure yeah (laughs) absolutely i love that movie i thought that movie was great god i should rewatch that for christmas this year yeah you should watch that movie in july this year i mean There's never a wrong time to watch Jack Frost. (laughs) Also Child's Play. I really liked Child's Play. Mm -hmm. That was great. If you want a horror comedy for Christmas, you should watch Santa's Slay. Yes. Santa's Slay? Yes. There's a pretty decent chance that might be our Christmas episode this year. There you go. (laughs) Done and done. (laughs) All right. Very cool. Um. Yeah, it it took a it took a while for me to come around on the horror comedy thing because at first I was just more of a horror purist. Like I wanted movies that were gonna scare me or kind of just keep that serious tone. And when they started adding jokes and and trying to make me laugh, it just I felt like that's not why I'm here. So I, I didn't appreciate it. But mm. what I have come around on is more the idea that there's there's a um a really really strong parallel between horror writing and comedy writing and there there's a reason that there have been directors who were 
comedic directors who then ended up coming in and doing horror and, and could do it really well. And it's because, you know, delivering and creating a scene with a scare is the same as creating and delivering a scene with a joke. Like you have to set the tone. You have to kind of get the audience invested. You build them up and then you have this payoff punchline. And it's kind of the same formula. And if you could do one well, you could probably do the other well fairly well, or, you know, most likely too. Um, so it's there's a similarity there that I think works. And also, like a lot of the horror comedies that I appreciate are the ones that are, you know, movies that are ho- done by horror fans for horror fans. And you can tell they were just made for somebody like me who appreciates these movies. They I know the the jokes and the tropes and the cliches and the formulas like. Um, Shaun of the Dead is a perfect example or Tucker and Dale versus evil, you know, stuff like this, that it's those movies were made for people like me who have seen hundreds of horror movies and know these formulas. Um, so kind I, of, I did love both of those movies, Shaun of the Dead and Tucker Dale versus evil. Those are, those are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're they're for that reason. It's like, Hey, these are a love letter to all those people who watch horror movies. Um, Cabin in the Woods was pretty funny too. I don't know if that would you count that as a horror horror comedy? It kind of was. Yeah, that jokes. Yeah. yeah, it's been a. I mean, it's definitely tongue in cheek. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and I forget how funny it actually is. It's pretty funny. It's yeah. It's, a, I mean, it's dark funny though. It's definitely ridiculous in the concept, and it's made yeah. for a. We know that this is not serious kind of thing but yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah I guess. Wait, one I'm, point barney uh barney says uh thank you zombie arm after the disembodied <laughs> arm helps him take someone down yeah, that's <laughs> right fair, fair enough <laughs> <laughs> this is this, my, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is where the uh they're they're drugging all the kids and they're like the the techies are like you know guess guess how we got the blonde to be dumb the hair dye it's like she's because she's actually like a brunette oh man so what about you wolford what's your stance on horror comedies uh i'm fine as long as they're done well i think like this movie is a perfect example of how to do it well because they take the horror side very seriously and then they have some good like comedic moments throughout mm-hmm. which really work without sort of detracting from everything yeah that's that's a good point like you you don't want the humor to take out or take away from from the horror but if it's balanced appropriately i think it it could work yeah yeah i think the split dog scene is kind of a good example like it's funny because it's horrific but then frank acts like a child about it (laughs) and he like just (laughs) loses his shit and hits it with a broom He's beating it with a crutch, like, (laughs) you know, but like, I think you could have taken that scene and gone totally serious. Like if you had set it up a little bit differently, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like the, the puppy could be crying and it, then it could bite them and then, you know, they get sick and die. That'd be awful. Instead, it just lays on the floor twitching because it's still mounted to a little pedestal. (laughs) Poor, Poor puppy. 
Frank with his screaming noises. He was so funny. I don't know. For whatever reason, Frank made this movie for me. <laughs> so. I have to find some more uh, Frank movies for you. Who, who played Frank? Was that Clue Gallagher? No, that was that was Bert. Oh, um, Bert. Yeah, yeah. Frank is James Wait. Karen? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not in a whole lot of stuff. I'm looking at his IMDb now. Yeah. Poltergeist, Mulholland Drive, Pursuit of Happiness. We won't be doing that one. <laughs> I've seen Poltergeist. Although I would oh. watch again. Mulholland Drive, I think, would be a... I don't think that would fit on the show very well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what either of those other movies are, actually. Not sure how we would have a conversation about a Mulholland Drive. Uh, yeah, so um, we were kind of hinting at it a little bit. We can discuss very, very briefly because um, I doubt we'll do any of the other sequels on the show, but you never know. Um, but yeah, they made five Return of the Dead movies total. Um, I love, I love the first two. Third one is is watchable. Um, don't remember too much about it. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, and four and five were what we were kind of saying are just almost unwatchable. Um, yeah, not good. And hmm. yeah, they were f- filmed at the same time. And yeah, what we were, what Brian didn't want to spoil for you is that the the plot to to one of the two, I think part four, rave is, is four rave to the grave. I don't know. I don't oh my god, it does get in the pot, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, so people kids so learn that they can start using trioxin that that chemical as a as a drug <laughs> oh god so yeah you, Great you idea. can predict horrible execution right so they're like smoking zombies or something <laughs> what I don't honestly even know how it plays out. I have not been able to bring myself to watch it. I think they're doing it like uh, nitrous oxide. Like I think they have it in a tank and then people are like huffing it. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, of course they turn into zombies. Yeah, that makes sense. Part two is the one that I, I would say if you really liked this, go check out part two sometime because in a lot of ways, it's almost the same movie. Um, hmm. they, it's it's not the same plot. Like it's definitely a sequel, but there are, there are many many parallels between the two, and you know enough so that it's they're 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 interchangeable in a lot of ways. The the first one is still by far superior, but there there's a lot of similarities. Whereas mm-hmm. I will deviate and say I don't really like part two that much. Oh, really? And actually enjoy part three way better. Yeah, I need to see three again. That was, that was another one that like was kind of sold on the idea of really, really hot zombie chick. Yeah, it's awesome. Huh, I'm almost sold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you don't have to watch one or the other before. There's no through story in in this entire series. No, no. So, 
yeah, part you ever part get a chance two. to see like one of them, but you're like, oh, I haven't seen part two yet. Like you don't need to worry about that. You can. Cool. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I think the only connection part two has to these is that once again they find um, the canister of of trioxin and it gets loose only to a different group. And they start uh, huffing it. <laughs> That's part four. <laughs> oh, God. Man. Yeah, no. Yeah, and part two has some of the same actors too, but they're playing different characters. Right. Oh, is Frank is Frank in it? He's not, is he? Yes. <gasps> oh. Well, I have to watch part two at least. <laughs> he was so funny. He was like the weird, irritating. He was like iconic, weird, funny, irritating boss. Well, and and am I am I remembering this right? Like they he and the kid even play the same roles. Like they're grave robbers this time, but <laughs> it's so the funny. same idea. It's like the kid's first day on the job. They, they <laughs> even might even have the same line of like, if you like this job, like this job. Like it's yeah. the it's the same thing. That sounds great. Yeah, they had chemistry together. It was pretty funny. Yeah, so I'd, I'd recommend check out part two if you want to. Cool. And I say skip part two and watch part three. <laughs> All right. Okay, well then I guess I'll check out two and three. Or you got a whole weekend. Watch both. Yeah, fuck it. There's that too. Yeah, okay. Neither one right. is holiday themed though. What'd you say? So neither oh. one of them is holiday themed though, so... No. You're not in the right season. But it's true. It's true. Are there any the rules? Do whatever you want. Are there any Thanksgiving horror movies? Uh there's Thanksgiving. <laughs> um that makes sense. There's one called Blood Freak, but I don't recommend you watch it. It's not good. Okay. Um this guy gets mutated into part man, part turkey. <laughs> it's from the sixties. Oh god. Noah and I joked last week that um, since we were doing trauma, we could have watched Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. Oh, yeah. I heard about that on the episode. Uh, and then there's a slasher movie called Blood Rage that takes place during Thanksgiving. Okay. It's just Thanksgiving adjacent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thanksgiving and Easter really have not gotten uh, their fair shake with, with regard to horror movies. Yeah. That's a shame. I feel like Easter could be really creepy. I'm I'm hoping Michael Doherty just keeps this train going, you know, after what he did with Trick or Treat and Krampus. Like, he could just make every holiday, and I would buy tickets immediately. I'd agree. Krampus was creepy. Krampus is amazing. Although I think he did a uh, short for Fearnet when he was making Sam shorts, and he did one for Easter. Hmm, nice. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing about this movie that I just inexplicably enjoyed. That scene where the mortician, he, like, rips his pants, and then they ask him what he wants, and he just, like, slowly trims his <laughs> pant leg. For some reason, that just killed me. Like, well, let's take care of your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. He just, yep. like, trims his pant leg. Let's go do it. Just keeps yeah. telling Bert he's going to owe him a big, big favor. Yep. Never gets a chance to cash it in, unfortunately. All right. Well, um, Brian, is there anything that you need to leave Brian with before we we wrap this up? Anything he needs to know before walking away from Return of the Living Dead? 
don't think so. We've covered most of it, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great movie. Cool. Um, and uh, if you'll pay attention to the date at the beginning, it means uh, every July 3rd is Return of the Living Dead Day. So that's the day you're supposed to watch it. Oh, okay. Days so before Fourth of July. That sounds yeah. great. So mark your calendars. Yeah, I like I like that people have started taking dates from events and movies and make make them like an event day to watch a certain movie. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But I guess this is maybe the first time I've ever heard of that. But oh yeah, makes total sense. There's a movie called uh, Empire Records. They have this douchey singer guy come into this record store. And they keep calling it Rex Manning Day. So everybody figured out what day, like what the date was for that. And uh, <laughs> officially become Rex Manning Day. Everybody Love it. watches that movie now. Interesting. Cool. Great movie and a uh, great holiday. Yeah. So loved it. Going to try and watch it with some friends. Would recommend anybody who hasn't seen it. We didn't spoil it too badly i mean we spoiled the hell out of it like usual but you'd still you can't spoil this movie enjoy it. yeah, it's not really spoilery no. it's it's a funny one all right wolford well um before we wrap up here why don't you give some shameless plugs and tell people where they can find you if they want to hear more of your sultry sexy oh. voice well that is not a true statement but if you enjoy listening to noah who's been on here uh, like shit ton of times and then uh, if you, I guess, didn't hate listening to me, you can go over to Midnight Drive-In and listen to what we talk about, which he was complaining we weren't doing enough cult movies last episode. So uh, this week I made sure to pick uh, two movies about American, American men who go over to Japan and run afoul of the Yakuza. You know, that standard trope in movies. And uh, watching movies called like Black Rain and uh, The Hunted. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Cool. That sounds great. So we're just trying to find weird. I'm just trying to find weird shit now since Noah was complaining that we had to watch Harry and the Hendersons. And then when we recorded, he couldn't stop talking about how much he loved watching Harry and the Hendersons. So I, say, I, I don't understand the idea of complaining about Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, right. He said he thoroughly enjoyed it. But I have to say, I don't know any of these movies you guys have mentioned. Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah. John Lithgow adopts a Bigfoot? <laughs> sounds like something I would probably enjoy, but I've never heard of this. Oh, it's a classic. Oh my God. Changing the format of the show, Scott. Next week we'll do <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Harry and the Hendersons cast. Yeah. Hey, there was a TV show. All right, so what else you got, Wolford? Any other shows you're doing right now? Or uh, I do one called Challenged about an MTV reality show, but I doubt anybody who listens to uh, to this show really cares about it. So. I doubt anybody even listens to this show, so there's even that. MTV uh, is still on. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't. I don't know what it stands for now. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. If you want to see Brian's other shows, you can find them on social media. They're they're up there on Facebook and Instagram and yeah. just places search. You can find us. Um, 
Just search midnight. Yeah, if you have other ideas, if you have some suggestions for midnight driving, yep. Um, if you have other ideas for shows or movies we can do for Brian here that um, he just can't predict the endings, you know, be sure to throw some suggestions out there. That'd be a <laughs> fun topic. <laughs> uh, you've just you've asked the wrong person. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, this aren't I? <laughs> Like found, and yeah, I'll find you some movies that you'll never guess what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh God! You you saw that DVD collection in the background? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think I have anything more to say on this one, so um, I would just say that in, until next we meet, I'm Scott, and I'm Brian. I'm also Brian. And uh, just remember. Send more paramedics.